more we can entertain ourselves and each other, uh, the quicker this is going to go. And who knows, there's going to be a new normal when we come out of this. And if we want it to be a good new normal, we have to work on that right now. And you'd look back and think it's funny how you spent your time and money in this world. Living in this perfect world. Everyone can write a song. Welcome back to the Director Vibe Podcast. I'm your host and Director of Vibes, Leslie Schultz, coming to you live from my quarantine bubble in beautiful South Lake Tahoe, California. The state of everything, the climate of our culture has really flipped upside down in the past couple of days. It's all been happening so quickly and there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of panic and scarcity around it all. As I record this, it is March 22nd and El Dorado County, where I currently am, has issued a stay-at-home order as so many other places have. And I was recently told that the National Guard has closed down Lake Tahoe, not allowing any non-essential travel in or out of the area. It goes without saying that we are living in some crazy, unprecedented times. The good news is there's a lot of growth and opportunity around the corner. There are so many things that I want to talk to you about, share with you. There's so many free trainings and tools and strategies I want to gift to you to help you to not just survive these uncertain times, but to thrive from it. I know that's what I need, and so I want to provide that for you. My goal in all future content is to help you navigate through these challenging times with grace, ease, and compassion for yourself and those around you. For right now, I just want to talk about the fact that this is all temporary. Everything in life is always temporary. This current pandemic is causing a lot of hysteria, which is understandable because so many of us are losing hours or losing pay or even losing our jobs altogether. There's a lot of uncertainty around our finances and our health. And to be quite honest, even though you know I tend to lean towards positivity, this has all been weighing pretty heavy on my heart. For those of you that are fellow empaths, you know that we feel things really deeply and I've had emotional breakdowns at least twice this last week. In an effort to encourage all of us to focus on productivity over destructive behaviors, I wanted to create this episode that focuses on what we can do. A lot of this pandemic is certainly out of our control. All of these closures and the changes, there's nothing we can do about it. So let's stay focused on what is possible and just remember that we're all in this together. Another round of good news, we always get to choose how we approach and react to these types of situations, to all situations in our lives. So that means you get to choose how to direct your vibe through all of this. Before we dive into what you can do to thrive at this time, I want to share a little bit of my own personal stance on it. And I want to preface it by saying that just because I believe this, it doesn't make it right or wrong. It's simply my own opinion. And this is my show, so that's what I'm going to share. Since we always get to choose how to direct our vibe, I hope that you'll join me in really leaning into the opportunity and understanding of the abundance that there's going to be on the other side of this. We are going to come out of this stronger. I know it. I hope that you'll choose this positive route and really feel that instead of going into the fear and consuming some of the propaganda that's out there. It's important to keep yourself informed, 100%. We've got to know what's going on, but we've also got to be cautious and mindful to not let all of that negativity just consume us. Now, if you're listening to this and feeling like, okay, yeah, easier said than done, I totally agree. Like I said, I've broken down about all of this at least two or three times this week, and I'm sure it's not going to be the last time. I've given in to the fear, let that panic set in from time to time, but I simply notice it and I don't judge myself for it and choose to shift back into a positive mindset about all of this. It's the same thing I'm always talking to you guys about. It's not going to be easy, but 
we always have the choice to direct our energy towards positivity and productive behaviors instead of destruction and scarcity. So let's challenge ourselves and each other to come into a place of service. How can we help one another? What can we do to show up for each other and lift each other up during this crazy, crazy time? I don't know about you, but this is the first time in my 32 years of life that the entire world, the entire world has been in the same boat. We are all in this together. Sure, there's a lot of uncertainty, stress, people are losing their jobs. There is like a pause, a complete halt going on universally. It's crazy. But in my personal opinion, I think we all needed this pause. I know I shared with you recently about how much I felt like I needed a break and needed to just slow down and create space. Perhaps as a collective, we really all needed that. Maybe we didn't want it to happen like this, but there is an opportunity right now to take the space that you need to reset, to tune inward and check in on your health, wellness, relationships, finances, reevaluate all that we deem important in our lives. The best thing we can do right now One thing that is within our control is the one thing we've been told to do, to just stay at home and focus on being as healthy as possible. Simple advice, yet so many of us are already struggling. Staying home is a tough concept for extroverted people like myself to enjoy. (laughs) I get it, but for the time being, it's necessary for the collective health. And I just feel like the sooner we listen to that, the sooner this is all going to pass. As for being as healthy as possible, my best advice to you is to move your body every single day, every day. I believe so strongly in this that I've dedicated an entire podcast episode to it. You can cruise back to episode 13 to really dive into that. I'll keep it short and sweet for this particular episode. Staying committed to daily movement will not only boost your mood, reduce your stress and anxiety about everything going on, it'll improve your sleep. Bonus, that's a recommendation coming up later. It's going to improve overall brain function and boost your immune system. Those are all things we need right now. All of them. Other important things you can focus on include drinking lots of water. The optimal rate of water consumption is half your body weight in ounces. So for example, I weigh about 110 pounds. So my daily minimum goal is 55 ounces of water. You should also be focusing on eating lots of healthy, nourishing foods. And no surprise here, getting lots and lots of sleep which is great news because we all have plenty of time for that now. Moving into these quarantine spaces as cities shut down around us, it's absolutely crazy to experience. In my opinion, this is an opportunity to direct your vibe in one of two ways. And this is all without judgment, but you can go either into a Netflix and chill type of energy, or you can get into a type of vibe that asks, what am I going to create for my future? What am I going to catch up on? What am I going to do with that project I've been wanting to work on for so long? How am I going to serve? How am I going to help and support my community? There is no judgment for me. I spent the last two weeks in the first energy Netflixing, relaxing, reading, full chill mode. But I'm starting to feel a shift and I'm starting to feel like I want to use my energy to be of service and to add to the positive side of things. I think it's really important to remember again that this is all temporary. This will turn around, we just don't know when. So in the meantime, I challenge you to take this time to get honest with yourself and ask, what can I do now and over the next few weeks or months to be productive instead of destructive? Some questions that I've been asking myself lately that may help you include, how can I show up for the people in my world? What virtual communities can I build upon? What lessons can I teach? Who can I lean on and how can I provide support? What services can I provide for free? 
what actions would bring more light into my communities right now. The fact is you are a leader and you have the opportunity to step up and be part of the solution. You have the opportunity to support those around you and ultimately you have the opportunity to thrive from this challenging time. That's true for every single challenge in life and I sort of feel like the bigger the challenge, the more opportunity for growth there is. For example, as many of you know, I primarily work in the music and events industry. I've been witnessing how devastating all of this has become on our industry, just as much as it has been for many small businesses and our economy as a whole. Events and festivals have all either been canceled or postponed, making it quite challenging to be in the planning stages for event season, which is where I'm currently at right now. So I took that challenge as an opportunity and flipped it on its head, decided to create the Quarantunes virtual music festival, which you'll be hearing more about in our interview coming up. I'm also witnessing so many artists' careers become halted for the foreseeable future. Despite the fact that musicians rely heavily on tours, live shows, and events to produce an income, I've been so inspired by how many of them chose to step up and be a leader, and they chose to show up on live streams across social media to continue sharing their music and showing up for their fans. Social media has never been this incredible. Today's guest is a great example of an artist taking proactive effort to just be a leader, provide value to his fans, and stay positive through all of this uncertainty. I've been truly inspired by his music and songwriting for a long time, and now adding to that is all of his current efforts to not only spread his music, but to support the music community as a whole. It's been incredible to watch. It's a privilege and an honor to introduce you today to the Sam Chase. So while you continue practicing social distancing, let's dive into the good vibes from my recent Zoom call with the Sam Chase. Let me tell you, mister, you should always talk to strangers because you never really know the brilliant things that you might hear like all the fall of civilizations go by far off constellations. Oh, we all aren't really here with just quantum good vibrations. Sam Chase. I've been playing music since, you know, I was a kid. Um, and I took it very seriously from the get go. It's the only thing that I've ever really felt like I had a knack for that I could, you know, something passionate that I could contribute to other people. And it's a passion that not only brings me a lot of joy, but I get a lot of joy from bringing in that passion and joy to other people. I've never found another outlet that gives me that sort of satisfaction. So I've been playing music pretty much straight since I was about 14 years old. I've never had a nine to five job. This is my nine to five job. It's more of a 24 seven job. <laughs> right. And yeah, and <laughs> it is as it turns out, you know, you never really realize that uh, you're a small business owner until you are in the thick of uh, being a band leader of, uh, you know, eight people. You know, I've gained a certain amount of moderate success in that uh, we can, everybody, you know, can pay rent and everybody can, you know, uh, make other people happy and not have to sacrifice one over the other. I think that's um, the ultimate dream of a musician uh, in the modern times, right? Like to be able to just do that for your living and not be sacrificing your health or your well-being heavily paid for and get to do what you love yeah i think that's a really healthy way a healthy version <laughs> of the dream um i think that there's a lot of people out there and especially myself when i was a lot younger 
that thought that the dream was playing, uh, you know, arena tours um, to uh, millions of people every single night. And that's uh, fair, though. I mean, growing you know, up in this day and age, that's what success was, and it shifted probably from the time you learned how to play music until you were actually playing it as a career. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think also, it, you know, I've kind of aged, I've aged and I've kind of seen exactly what the, uh, you know, how to become a arena uh, rock star, uh, <laughs> how difficult that is. And I've kind of settled on, you know, I'm, I'm happy with the amount of success that I've been able to achieve thus far. And uh, I wouldn't have said that it was necessarily a big waste of time if I don't end up playing arenas in my life. I think I, I'm pretty happy and satisfied with what I've gotten thus far. Not to say that I wouldn't be stoked, but you know, I'm. Uh, I feel good. I feel I, I, I'd be satisfied even if I never get that. Absolutely, and I think even to the success you're speaking of, I feel like you're being a little humble about it. Because for people that don't know, you are an amazing singer songwriter on your own, but then you also have an eight piece band, Sam Chase and the Untraditionals. That you guys have been on a lot of festival bills. And it's like more and more I keep seeing you pop up on those. And so I can see your success growing and it's really been fun to watch. It's awesome. Well, that's awesome. That's, that's great to hear because you don't really hear how much your name circulates because, you know, I'm not obviously not there. So it's always nice to hear that, uh, you know, our name gets around. Yeah, absolutely. It totally does. And it's been really fun to watch. Um, so you just released in November of 2019, The Last Rites of Dallas Pistol which is a really interesting, like different, I don't even know what it's called, just a different genre than most, most artists are putting out these days. You called it a rock opera, right? Yeah, it's a, I'd call it a Faustian spaghetti Western rock opera, <laughs> if we're getting specific. <laughs> as you should, as you should talk a little bit about how that came to be. Oh man, um, well, I, I like to make things interesting for myself by making things difficult for myself. <laughs> and after, you know, the last couple albums that we had made, I felt like, you know, I, I realized, I started noticing how music in the way that it's digested these days is more single to single on Spotify, you know, streaming music, really just coming out of the tap like water, you know, you turn right. on the music and out the music flows. And it's easy to kind of, you know, if you're just one drop in the stream of music that's coming out it's uh you can get lost and uh, i saw that um being the case and i thought to myself well this is a perfect time to shoot myself in the foot <laughs> and so i <laughs> decided that my next album would be a 18 song rock opera that uh can't necessarily be digested um by single to single but um rather has to be digested as an entire album an hour and a half long um uh, feast of a of an album and so i thought that i'd probably be able to put it out in a year or two and that was about six or seven years ago oh my gosh <laughs> um i had no so, idea it would been that long of a journey wow yeah yeah i ended up putting out two albums in the time that i was writing and recording this album um and we finally were able to finish it last year. Even recording it took about two years. Wow. Because it's such a, you know, it's a massive, massive album. There's, you know, four or five cellos, each track, five or six violins, countless guitars and vocals. You know, we have guest, you know, musicians come in at certain parts. It, it's a, it, was a, it was a massive undertaking. 
and was incredibly fun, totally exhausting. <laughs> um, the entire time I was recording it, I was thinking to myself, please don't die before this album comes out. Wow, um, that's dark. This album, I mean, <laughs> you know, I, 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 well, I usually don't want to die. Most of the right. time I don't want to die. But like, but you're was, working on something thinking, that big for that long. Like, I got to finish yeah. this. Just let me finish I, this I, first. I, I can't <laughs> die before this is finished and completed. And a lot of the time, you know, when I wasn't thinking about that, I was thinking to myself, what if this album sucks? <laughs> you know, and then finally, once it was all done, I was absolutely totally satisfied so happy with it i think it's one yeah. of the coolest things i've ever done it's really incredible and like i said it's just very different from what you see and hearing how and why you made it that way totally makes mm -hmm. sense something you, get, yeah. you should all be very proud of all of you that worked on it because it was obviously not just you there's a lot of people involved very proud. very um, proud so I feel like this is a good bit of transition because for the people that are listening that maybe don't know how things work for artists, you can spend sometimes six years, <laughs> turns out, recording an album and you're putting a lot of time and money into recording that. You're not actually making any money really hugely from that album. You're mm -hmm. out, all of your income then comes from touring to support that album. So you obviously yeah. did like a big album release show and have been playing those songs and all your other ones out on tour for the last however many months that was since November. But now, unfortunately, as we're recording this, we're in the middle of a pandemic and all touring, all shows have been canceled for the foreseeable future. You were even saying you just had a European tour, your first one, right? Yeah, I was supposed planned. to leave today. Uh, perfect. Wow. Yeah. Um, and it is canceled. So, you know, this all really sucks. <laughs> I feel it too. I mean, I'm in the middle of event planning for an event I don't know if we'll have. And I really, I wanted to invite you to have this conversation because I know there's a lot of artists and a lot of people in your same shoes. And I really admire how you're being proactive through it. You're not just kind of sitting there and doing nothing. You've been doing a lot of things to not only help continue to spread your music and support yourself, but to help support other artists. So I thought it was important for us to have this conversation and help see both from the artist to artist side and also fans to artists, like what can we do? What we should be doing right now is staying inside, staying away from each other, being healthy and trying to maintain some semblance of sanity while we're doing all of that. Right. And I realized that I was doing most of the first of those things. I was staying away from everyone. I was stuck indoors. I was staying healthy. But my sanity was slowly eroding. <laughs> and As it does I, after a few days of quarantining. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I need to be around people. I need, you know, I play shows all the time. And so I need to constantly be somewhat, you know, um, out and about. And it's difficult for me to, you know, stay inside, locked away from everybody. And so I, I felt this vacuum, this lack of music in my life. And I, recognized that same uh, lack of music in other people's lives, that they really felt the need to not only express themselves, but to support music. I, I meet so many people in my travels that aren't, that aren't musicians, but are rabid fans right. and supporters of live music. And what they are passionate about is not necessarily seeing live music, but supporting live music. And they feel like they play a really important role in the scene. And I've always, felt the need to uh, celebrate that because without those people, 
I wouldn't, there's no reason for me to be on the road. So, you know, I, not only are all of us musicians hurting, but a lot of the, the fans and supporters out there are hurting as well. And so I felt this vacuum and I felt the need to um, fill this void with music um, and do the things that I would otherwise do if I were out on the road. Um, the first thing I did was make a giant playlist of all my friends who make incredible music on Spotify. And Which is I, a great playlist, by the way. I'm going to add it into the show notes for anybody that wants to listen to it because that's one of the best ways to support the artists. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And it's a great way to get to know new artists, too. I mean, yeah. people, you know, went to this playlist because they've heard of me, obviously. And then, you know, they, you get to, you know, experience all of these other incredible musicians. And I've been listening to it nonstop. I'm like, I can't believe I know all these people. <laughs> um, how lucky am I? That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's great. So, you know, I started with that and I, that took off. And I have over a hundred followers of this playlist now, whereas, you know, when I made it a few days ago, there were like four, you know, and um, that's, that's um, so cool. So I, I realized that people really needed music. And so once I realized that, I, I, I thought about Facebook Live and how, you know, there's basically, they've set up this system. It's not perfect. However, it's the only thing that we've got. Um, to be able to go into somebody's living room and uh, play him some songs. So I went and did that. And I w never would have expected the amount of support that I got um, from, you know, all over the world who uh, joined into the Facebook Live Watch. And um, I played for two hours and had a fantastic time. I think there were over 2,000 people uh, watched it um, from all over the world. Awesome. I got record, you know, people were calling out songs of mine that, you know, they're in France and Slovenia, or, you know, they're all over, they're all over the world. And, and then also a lot of my friends who live down the street, and, yeah. you know, can't in the come city over. So they're going to tune in and watch you play. Yeah. Yeah. So, and my bandmates, it was great. It was so incredibly rewarding. I was not, I wasn't the first person to have this idea. I certainly wasn't alone, but I think I got out ahead um, of it because right after I turned my um, live stream off I looked on Facebook and Steve Poltz had one up and then all these other folks like you know started basically had a steady stream of live videos playing on Facebook of all of my friends you know ranging from you know people doing the same thing that I was doing playing songs for people to my friend Ari who's been just reading a chapter a day of the Princess Bride like story time <laughs> oh my God. Um, which has been lovely and I've been listening to that that's incredible. Um, you know, people just playing piano, like relaxing piano during the afternoon, DJs and stuff. Nathan Moore has been doing this kind of like steady live stream. And, you know, we had cocktail hour last night. Me and Nathan Moore and Willie T. Taylor, George Smart all got together and had cocktail hour on Facebook for about two and a half hours, which was I absurd. love this. Um, it's like this it, powerful tool that we've had right here at our fingertips. We haven't really used it because we're able to actually see each other now that we can't mm -hmm. we're in this social distancing world you can still stay connected not only in supporting fans but like supporting yourself and keeping yourself yeah. sane <laughs> and it's bringing out all of these like incredibly creative ideas and you know i've been talking to a lot of my friends and i'm like there's no reason why you shouldn't start a you know car show where yeah. you just like work on your car and show people how to like take apart a carburetor you know it's like Absolutely. people can you know, story hour. There's all these kids that are, you know, at home, not in school and bored. And like, imagine having somebody like reading them The Princess Bride. How great an idea is that? 
you know, that's cool. It, I want someone to read me The Princess Bride. I want to listen oh, to that. Man, that's that, cool. Yeah. Ariella Daly. She's, you know, reading a chapter a day and she's got the big old like leather bound book and everything. Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh you can do all sorts of things. Do tarot card readings, you know, right. how cool would that be? Cooking show, teach yeah. somebody how to cook something. Yeah. You know, uh, like cocktail hour where you have a bartender that's like making drinks for people and showing them how to make drinks. And we've got all the ingredients at our house and, you know, you can make your own drinks at home kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, you know, it does Yeah, it's not only music. You can, you can really use your, your skills and talents, which we all have to kind of not only uh, be together, but to teach each other things and entertain each other. Well, this was way more than I expected. I was hoping we could just support artists and fans of music, <laughs> but now I'm like, this is so valuable for anybody. Like whatever it is that you love, you're stuck at home, jump on a live yeah. stream and just talk about it and help someone and provide some value. That's amazing. Yeah, do, some, do you like a live painting like Bob Ross style <laughs> where you're just like doing a Bob Ross show? That's a great yes. idea. I think I might do that. Yeah, <laughs> please do. Get a wig and then just Oh my oh, God, that's my great. God. Well, one thing that um, all of these live streams I've been seeing also inspired that I just invited you to was um, the Live at Lakeview summer music series that I'm planning and hopefully we get to have this summer. I decided to utilize that channel to showcase artists in the same way. So you're going to be doing our first Quarantunes music festival virtually on March 26th. That'll be really fun and just another opportunity to like spread music to the community, but then also offer a platform for artists to get some donations to keep you guys moving through this because I'm sure as successful as your live stream was, it still doesn't actually replace full-time touring. So mm -hmm. these are all really great things and I want to stay focused on the positive, but I just want to be realistic for people that like, that's not, it's, it's not all that is needed. So there's still a lot of work that we have to do to support each other to get through these things. And I think what's really cool is there's a lot of ways that people can support the music right now. You were talking about all these, all the music fans out there. And I know a lot of people that are listening in are those types that want to be able to support their artists. Perhaps some of them, you know, might be struggling because their business that they're working at closed also. So there's a lot of free ways you can do it. I think just by tuning in that like kind of gives that emotional support to an artist who has that need inside to share their music. But then also, as you were saying, you started a playlist and while Spotify and like streaming doesn't really give artists a whole ton of money for each song, it still helps. And then one thing I've learned, and maybe you can talk a little bit on this is like, if you, if someone else starts their own playlist, like, isn't it true that by adding a song to a playlist, it kind of helps a little bit with the algorithm of like getting your music seen? Yeah, absolutely. Kind of spiral. So those are other ways that like people can help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great idea. I actually hadn't thought about um, other people then contribute, you know, contributing our music to their playlists as well. Um, I don't know too much about the algorithm, but I, I do know that the more playlists you're on, the more people will probably hear the music that you're making. Right. Um, you know, I, I think that it's, you know, while you might get fractions of a penny per listen, um, being able to be heard by more people is incredibly valuable um, because those are the people that are someday hopefully going to be coming to our shows if we ever get out of this quarantine and also like you know the the chance to become somebody's favorite band is way more valuable than any amount of money that you could ever make and you know the fact that I had one guy in France uh, ask 
me to play a song that I haven't even come out with yet. Oh, and it that's was, cool. You know, I had made a video like of me playing down in my garage and put out like a year ago on Facebook and forgotten about or on YouTube or something. And he called out that song. So, you know, like that kind of stuff, you never really realize how much you touch people. And, you know, the, the amount of money that I get every month from CD Baby, you know, Spotify and all that is, uh, is you know, relatively minuscule. Um, but the fact that a dude in France can, you know, call out certain songs and, and uh, you know, there's this guy in, in Sweden who uh, was super excited to come to my European tour shows because he, uh, you know, had heard about me on Spotify. And yeah, I mean, there's, you know, that's priceless. Yeah, that's such a great perspective. I really love that. Um, mm -hmm. On that note, what advice do you have for other artists during this time of like staying in that mindset and how do they continue to get their music heard? I think stay optimistic, stay creative, you know, realize that this isn't a punishment, but is a necessary thing that we all have to do. And we all got to, you know, play our part of, you know, be empathetic, be compassionate and realize that we're all in this together because it's easy, especially when you're alone to go down that road of, oh, woe is me. And, you know, I feel so alone in this quarantine. However, you know, there are 7 billion people that feel the same way. And if we're compassionate, empathetic, and creative, and utilize the tools that we have to reach out to people, um, you know, through Facebook and, you know, all these other platforms, YouTube and Instagram and stuff, um, you know, we can really help each other. And, you know, my small part is music. Um, but just because you're not a musician doesn't mean that you can't use, you know, some of your other talents and skills in order to reach out to people. Um, it's, there's so many different ways. It's just, we all have to just be creative. The more we can entertain ourselves and each other, uh, the quicker this is gonna go. And who knows, there's going to be a new normal when we come out of this. And if we want it to be a good new normal, we have to work on that right now. I am always optimistic. So I, uh, I really hope that, uh, you know, when we come out of this, we'll have brand new ways to entertain each other and a new uh, exciting outlook on uh, a coronavirus-less life in this world. <laughs> I love that. That's really good advice for everybody music industry is so small and I feel like it's all really like kind of banding together to help each other. So beautiful. To yeah. Quarantine's live at Lakeview idea is the fifth one of these types of like, uh, music collective collaborative, uh, awesome. uh you know, bringing musicians together kind of hub. I think it's uh, great. Yeah. Well, it's I just incredible. started seeing, you know, all, like people like yourself doing this on their own channels and I'm like, which is great. Like, yes. And more of it, but like, how can we help? We have another platform. Like, I'm I'm way down, and you know, it's not only to get myself out there, but to get, uh, you know, I, I want to be able to uh, spread the idea to more people out there. Exactly. I think the more people see stuff like that, the more they'll start doing it and just realizing what's possible. If you keep your options open, there are places you will go. Might be hell, it might be heaven, might be nothing.
one of those music fanatics that Sam and I talked about, there are so many ways that you can still support your favorite artists, some of which are totally free. So first and foremost, streaming and sharing. Yes, by all means, listen to your favorite artists over and over and over and over again. If you wanna make an even bigger impact, add your favorite songs from your favorite artists to a playlist. For those of you that don't know, we mentioned this a little bit in the conversation, but that actually boosts the algorithm on streaming platforms so that they can get their music in front of more listeners. So that totally helps them to continue towards their career goals. You can take it another step and share that playlist with all of your friends. It's gonna bring us together in a time of necessary social distancing, and it helps the artists get more streams. So win freaking win, baby. Each day, my social media feed is filled with at least a dozen artists live streaming their music. When you tune into that, tip the bands, buy their merch, or even simply share that feed with your friends, you're helping to support their art. I've been so inspired by all these live streams that I created the Quarantunes Virtual Music Festival, which will be held on Live at Lakeview's Facebook page every Thursday starting March 26th. During the first week of this live streaming series, we'll have music from the incredibly talented Young Fables, Boot Juice, and of course this week's Director Vibe podcast guest, The Sam Chase. Thank you so much for spending some of your quarantine time with me and my guest, Sam Chase, today. If you found this episode helpful, please screenshot it and share it on your stories. Tag me at LeslieAllison33 and share what you got out of the episode so we can spread the good word and help others thrive through these challenging times as well. Keep your vibes high, stay at home, and we'll talk soon. Hey.